What's going on, everyone? It's Mohammed, the host of Aware Alpha, and welcome to another episode. Uh, this will be episode 89, 88. I'm not sure exactly which one. Uh, I just want to say I'm super, super grateful uh, for everyone listening to the podcast. Uh, last couple of weeks, I've been getting a lot of good feedback from listeners that are suggesting the podcast to their own friends because they're learning so much about the information that we're sharing on the podcast. And I'm super grateful as well for all the amazing guests that I've brought on to the show. And today we have another awesome guest. Uh, and most of you guys that listen to the podcast are very well aware on how I bring these guests onto the podcast, where they, you know, reach out to them. And just when I feel called to someone, I feel like they have some information that I would like to be shared with me and the audience, I, you know, I reach out to them and bring them onto the show. Uh, today we have a special guest. Her name is Kelsey. Um, she does a lot of interesting things from what I have uh, seen on her Instagram from, you know, sharing topics and things on masculine and feminine energy to just becoming a fully sovereign being in this day and age and so much information that she shares. And I'm excited to dive deep today on this episode with her and just expand everybody's awareness. Uh, so with that being said, Kelsey, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Mohammed. I'm excited. I'm excited to be here. I love the name Aware Alpha and I love your I love your shirt. My branded clothes are coming <laughs> today, actually. So I'm very excited about that. So yeah, it's oh, awesome. That's amazing. And thank you so much for the compliment. Uh, well, a question that comes to my mind is, uh, what do you feel like the world needs more of right now? Um, we need more femininity, real mm. femininity, more masculinity, for sure. Mm. For sure. Okay. Okay. That question, yeah. I, that was like a, I had just one question there in my head and you like made a couple of things in my head happen there. So what do you mean by more femininity? Yeah. So, and for, for those who don't know me, I'm pretty outspoken, you know, on a lot of things, but, um, we've got a bunch of women who have been conditioned to be masculine, right? Hyper-independent businesswomen, all the things. And I get it. Like I'm also a businesswoman, right? I run a company, but yeah. you've got these hyper-independent, I don't need a man. I don't need anybody. I'm boss, B-I-T-C-H, whatever. Yeah. You can swear too, by the way. We're all good. <laughs> you know, they're like boss bitch, but then they're yeah. also like bitch, right? If we're being yeah. super honest. Yeah. And we've got a bunch of men who have been conditioned in a multitude of ways uh, to be effeminate, right? So we've got this like, yes, men need to be in touch with their feelings, but now we've got, you know, Harry Styles in a ball gown. Mm -hmm. um, we've every single, almost every celebrity who's a somebody who has mm -hmm. dressed at one point. We have like, you know, black celebrities, like especially black men, they've like really targeted them, like Dave Chappelle and multiple men. They mm -hmm. forced them to dress as women on their shows. Dave Chappelle yeah. refused, they canceled him. And we have this massive cognitive dissonance where they're like, you know, we've got men dressing like women, being women, being effeminate, sharing their feelings, being all vulnerable. Mm. And then you've got a bunch of ball busting women <laughs> and we're out of balance, like mm -hmm. completely. Okay. And it's interesting. I'm glad that you share that. And that's definitely not the proper way to be a man and to be a woman, right? But there is like, because a lot, someone will listen to this podcast. If it's a man, they might be like, well, I thought it's okay to express my emotions. I thought it's okay to be in touch with my emotions and all those things. So what we just shared is toxic masculinity and toxic femininity. And of course, the system is installing that into us and just pretty much messing the whole 
things up, right? So now, what are your thoughts on what is toxic, not toxic, but like, like a healthy masculinity, right? Because I believe that it's okay for a man to express his emotions, but then there is a place and there's a time for that, you know, like you need to have your brothers and you need to go and like have those things happen, but not to the point, like you got to wear dresses and freaking cry and like not do anything about these things, right? Like you have to be an achiever, a protector and a provider as a masculine and as a feminine, you got to be able to get into those, your feelings and all intuition and feel and manifest and bring all those things together. Right. But yeah, yeah you share with me, like, what do you feel like is the type, the masculine that we do need and what are the feminine traits that we do need? Yeah. So ultimately it comes back to the archetypes, right? So most of the world is in like a, a wound, the feminine is like in a wounded princess, hyper-independent archetype. And the masculine is in like a beta, the knight, the prince kind of victim. Both of them are kind of victim disempowered. So I think of the king and the queen, right? So the king, of course, it's a man who's tapped into his empathy, tapped into his emotions. But again, like you said, he's provider, protector. He's disciplined, uh, decisive. He takes mm-hmm. action, penetrative, right? That's the mm-hmm. masculine. Yeah. Whereas the is submissive. She's soft. She's nurturing, mm-hmm. right? But the problem is that in our world, women have been so hurt men and women both you know they've been so hurt things like that so the the woman becomes hardened she gets mm. these masculine shells this independence yeah. completely disconnected from her emotions and then we've taught men that it's wrong to be purposeful and all of those things mm. and we've made him lazy with his you know cushy government job and he doesn't mm. need to hunt or protect his family anymore he doesn't need to do any of those things so he's lazy and he's become soft so we have this complete opposite Mm. and all of it is that you know we're going to go deep in energetics here everything in the world and these are laws of the universe this is not like woo woo i always bring science everything in the world has two poles right Mm. it's like even plants have a masculine and feminine everything has masculine but the problem is that men are it's not even that they're they're being feminine or beta or whatever. It's that their their feminine is not even really feminine because it's like mm-hmm. this weak feminine. And then their masculine is not even masculine. And then when you go to the women's side, they're it's not that they're even masculine. It's that their masculine is again this beta, passive, not really doing the things, which is why the feminine doesn't trust her own masculine inside. Mm. So now she's also operating her masculine. So both parties are completely out of balance, which causes like dis- Ease. And what are we seeing? Hormonal issues, estrogen on the rise with women, um, weight issues, same thing with men, right? So again, we're looking for a man who is, can tap into his feminine energy, okay? Mm-hmm. He can feel, you know, he can like look at his kingdom and recognize, okay, the people are starving and I have love for them, mm-hmm. but he's also, at, he's taking the action, he's living on the edge, he's doing the things, afraid, right? He's purposeful. And then mm-hmm. same thing with woman, she can take care of herself, right? She's not this wounded victim princess who needs her man to come and rescue her right like every mm-hmm. that teaches us yeah. no she's on stuff she takes care of herself she's a woman mm. that I want to have by his side right mm-hmm. but he's again she lets him take the lead like mm-hmm. he's in the, the king okay okay and i love everything you're saying one of the thoughts that i have is like you're a ceo you know you run your own company and a lot of times women feel like they have to be in the masculine to be able to running a company, operating, delegating, making decisions, all that stuff. Right. 
And I know that there's a whole new age of, you know, coaches and aware work women that are coming into the space where they are embodying being in their feminine and also making, you know, multiple six figures, seven figures and making that happen. So what are your thoughts on that as you are someone who has built a company and like, do you feel like when you're building the company, like you have to be in your masculine or are you operating fully out of your feminine, making all this stuff happen? Yeah, so that's such a good question. And it's it's interesting because you really have to know how to switch, mm. um, which like in certain communities, they people know exactly what that is. But um, I teach my girls, it's not about being uh, a neutral masculine and neutral feminine. It's about being internally your king. You are like fully embodied in this divine masculine. And then you also switch fully into this divine feminine. Mm. My girls who build, try and build their business from their feminine. This is what it looks like. Oh, well, today I don't really feel like reaching out to people. So I'm not going to do it. And I'm just going to flow. And then, oh, things aren't working. So I'm just going to pivot <laughs> this. And I'm, no, it doesn't work. Right. My, like all my girls that are too in their feminine, mm. they don't build anything, which is yeah. why our company actually takes on women that are very, very feminine who don't want to play the role of CEO. And our company plays the role of CEO for them. We're like, yeah. the, they're dad. That's what we do for them. Mm. And then we take care of them so that they don't have to play that role. But if you actually are a woman in business and you want to build a company for yourself, you have to be able to be in your masculine mm. and, and create the plan, stick to the plan, whether you like it or not, right? Yeah. Like that action but then what happens is you need to be able to soften into your feminine mm. in the presence of a masculine man. So generally I'm like neutral mm. and I can be masculine or, you know, I flip both. Um, but if I'm in the presence of a man that I'm dating or whatever, mm. A, he needs to be more masculine than me to be able to date me. And B, yeah. then that would really be soft because then he's playing that role, right? Mm. So Interesting. And yeah. how do you navigate that? Because I noticed you have a child as well, right? Yeah, yeah. How, how old is he? He's four and a half. He's so four. cute. That's amazing. And do you feel like, do you have to be in your masculine or your feminine when you're raising a child? Yeah, that is such a good question. And that is something that makes me cry all the time. Because like, if I'm being, I do not enjoy being a single mom. It's really hard. And I feel mm -hmm. like our society breeds and pushes this stuff, you know, okay. if we go in the and it's really hard as a woman to be a single mom because you're it's so like stressful because you're really having to like jump back and forth mm -hmm. um, and that's when you see like demon mama who's like stressed out and angry that's what my friends and I call her she's just like oh you know and it's like <laughs> yeah, because it's like the feminine is just so under stress because you've got this like toddler who's like throwing stuff at you and doesn't listen and there's like yeah. no big masculine presence just be like hey you know yeah so it's hard yeah it's tough oh that's amazing um what's so i'm just curious like how old are you i'm 30 30 okay so 30 uh tell us a little about your story like how did you you know get to where you are i know you know starting the company doing the things that you're doing but i know before we started to record you mentioned that you moved from canada to uh, mexico and all those things but yeah just give us a little story on the last 15 years like how did you become somebody who is teaching the information that you're sharing these days yeah for sure and like so 
I've always been kind of that weird kid. Like I always knew things. I was like kind of preaching like the government hates you in high school and stuff like that. Uh, I didn't have a lot of friends, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) And I was always kind of like that nerdy girl, which is funny because I don't generally look like it. But Mm. so I was always into all of these things. Um, I was always super driven, disciplined. You know, my mom had me in cadets and I was like, I had to be the best, you know? So I won top cadet years in a row. and then I had no idea what I, or I wanted to be like a model, a celebrity, like just like something like that. And uh, obviously my parents were like, that's not a real job, yeah. even though I had these coming after me and things like that. So I ended up starting to go to school as a respiratory therapist. And then my mom died. And um, I was yeah. And so I took a few years off. I worked in the hospital. I had a great job and um, I was team leader in the hospital. I was working like night shifts I was doing a really great you know it was I was again we're making like I was making good money I was like 18 19 you're making 25 bucks an hour you're working in the hospital and I went back to school and I became a respiratory therapist and this was my dream career you know I've had like hundreds of people in my hands dying bringing them back to life I've had babies like this big you can see their heart Mm. come mom straight into my hands, mom crying, dad dad crying, me making sure that they're breathing again. Mm. And this was six figure career, you know, Mm. and I got married and I had the baby and I got the job that I always wanted. Mm. And I'm miserable. Mm. And uh, I basically, when my son was six weeks old, I was going crazy. You know, I had postpartum depression and I've always been a go-getter. And I remember my ex-husband at the time we were married, but he was he came home from, I don't know, seeing his friends or going to the gym or whatever. And I was just like, so angry with him. And I was like, your life hasn't changed. And he's like, I know. And he's like, what do you need? And I'm like, I need to like build a business and I need to count my macros and I need to get ripped again. I need to do something now. So he's like, all right, do it. So I started studying to be a personal trainer because I'd been in the bodybuilding world since I was 17. It's actually like that's what helped me cope with my mom's death was just weightlifting. And um, so I started building an Instagram account. My baby was six weeks old. I've got him like in my arms. I'm posting every single day. My account grew like up to 9,000 followers. Mm. I started a podcast and I just started going. Mm. And um, somewhere in there ended up like we realized that we were just not meant to be. Got my divorce and just went super hard on my business. Yeah. And ultimately... The, you know, just make it long story short, the big thing that happened was I got six, I hit six figures. I was invited to speak in LA in front of a hundred people. It was like my dream, you know, I like, I was on this celebrity and I'm, people are taking photos of me and I'm driving yeah. in a Ferrari and it's like, you know, I'm going to mansion parties with all these cool people. And it's like everything that I ever wanted. Mm-hmm. And I get home from LA and I drop it completely. Mm-hmm. I completely self-sabotaged. <clears throat> So it made me go understand the unconscious mind and success and why people do this. Um, I had to like go back to my childhood. You know, I grew up in like single mom, drug addict dad. We had no money. So mm. I came from nothing, right? So I became a master practitioner of neurolinguistic programming. I started truly understanding why people do the things that they do, why some people are successful, why some people aren't, mm. you know, like, like Eminem, who's in his lyrics, he says like, you never get used to winning when mm. you come from and uh, kept building my business designed my own life uh, life coaching um, certifications my own technique Mm. opened up my school and yeah now here we are now I run this company and it's yeah it's awesome 
That's amazing. Thank you for sharing that. You know, it's interesting. You mentioned that like you you were don't you had hit this you know six figure income mansions and Ferraris and partying and life is good. Yet you dropped it all, right? Um, yeah. What do you think? It's not, obviously it's you know like you mentioned it was the the childhood trauma where you grew up you had nothing so when you have something you don't know how to deal with that and eventually you lose it just like lottery ticket winners right they win five years later they lose all the money um so you self-sabotage and so like what did you end up doing around that time like what did you how did you realize that damn i need to go back into my childhood and i need to heal my trauma and i need to figure all the stuff out like how what did it look like during that time for you yeah well what's really interesting too is that the unconscious mind is so sneaky right so it doesn't tell you like hey we're gonna self-sabotage your dreams right now no no no. it convinces you like oh you need this cheat meal or oh you actually don't like this job or this isn't working so it's time to pivot or whatever so it really truly convinced me that I didn't that I wasn't in the right business that I didn't like what I was doing Mm. so I ended up finally like going to live on my dreams I got like an uh I got an agent I started acting Mm. and I started studying a degree in psychology and meanwhile I was still getting clients on referrals because people Mm -hmm. like loved working with me and I'm working with them and I'm like I'm just seeing all the patterns and it took me a year Mm. to realize that I'd completely self-sabotaged so it's and it's it takes time for us to really click, but obviously I'd been healing that entire time. Like anytime that you're in business or especially acting, acting just like cracked me open. Cause I don't know if anybody has ever acted, but it's like, it seems, it seems like nothing, but it's probably like one of the hardest arts. Cause you truly have to like open up everything to be able to tap into different emotions. Mm. And so yeah, that was like just so much healing and then being in school, studying psychology, things were clicking. And at that point I was already a master practitioner of neurolinguistic programming, mm. but it all started to happen. It was like a year later that I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> like I really yeah. fucked up. Yeah. But it's okay. Here I am, you know? Mm. No, that's so interesting. And what kind of, so like what I'm curious about always is, during that time right like when you start to kind of go through this process did you have any moments where you were like wow like I had like a lot of childhood trauma and like I need to heal this childhood trauma to pretty much I know another way I could say is like I need to reprogram my subconscious mind um yeah but it's also just trauma that you know a lot of us dealt with limiting beliefs and all those things right so how did you I know you studied neurolinguistic programming, but like on a practical way, like how did you start to change your subconscious mind? Like what were some exercises that you did or what did you like, what did that look like? Yeah. And it's so good. So it's like, of course you could hire someone like myself and we'll dig in and just shift things, but also the work doesn't stop. Right. So it's like, I have post-it notes all over my house. Hmm. Um, I'm, <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, Your unconscious mind is constantly taking in 2.3. So for everyone listening, your mind is taking in 2.3 million bits of information Mm. and you're only keeping 164. Mm. So you go to 164. So you're generalizing, deleting, distorting information, Mm. which when you're in a fight with your girlfriend or boyfriend and they say, I didn't say that, but you heard that. It's because your, your mind went and generalized and deleted information the way that to hear what you wanted to hear right so you have to utilize that so Mm. if you're unconscious seeing something often enough or hearing something often enough it's going to change so 
every single time I up level, which I probably I'm going through like a massive one right now. So I'm going to do this work on myself. I write down the new level, what it entails, the new identity. Mm. And like, you know, so you, I, you basically identify like the action steps that are associated. So let's say someone is listening and they're like, cool, I want to be a six figure earner. Mm. Okay. That's what, like a little over eight grand a month, you know, mm-hmm. technically. Um, but let's just say 10K per month. Yeah. Okay. So what would someone who earns 10K per month, what would they look like? How would they run their day? How would they feel? Things like that. You write it all down. Mm. Really determine the action steps and what you need to do. And you put this all over your house, mm. post notes, whatever, and you start to take actions based on that. I'm about to cough. I apologize. No, that's okay. Okay, sorry about that. That's all good. You really do that identity work because everything stems from there. Mm. Sorry. <laughs> I'll restart that. Okay. The, the little pauses are because Kelsey is just coughing there. She's very nice and she's actually muting. <laughs> yes, I know the drill. I know the drill <laughs> to fix it. But so you really want to make sure that you're doing that work because your thoughts create your emotions, create your actions, create your results. Mm. Now, anyone who's listening to this, please like listen to this so clear. Your thoughts, create your feelings, create your mm. actions, your results. Mm-hmm. Don't feel good enough. Yeah. You're not going to take the action. So mm-hmm. you're not going to get results. Mm-hmm. Right? It's so simple. Yeah. Look around your entire life. Do you have the results that you want? Yes or no? It goes back to your feelings. Mm-hmm. Okay, what's back? Take the action, even mm. if you don't feel like it, right? Oh, don't feel good enough? Take the action anyways. Mm-hmm. So that's why you do that identity work. You really like write out this new identity, how you dress, how you operate, all the things. And then you literally just do the action steps associated with that. Mm. Eventually, you'll program your unconscious mind to just be that person. And then mm. at that point, redo it to get to another level. Mm. That's really good. Like a good another example is let's just use if somebody wants to let's say if somebody wants to have a successful relationship and they're single right now right they they're manifesting a partner in their life so what you're saying is to write down a description of what that new relationship looks like you know and would do you suggest this to be like a long paragraph or is this like just a couple sentences when they're done you know setting this new manifestation yeah. So like, I have two things that I do when I teach my girls is like, and I say girls, cause I mostly work with women, but, um, I like to write out the new identity. Okay. okay? Like the action steps and put that around my house. Mm. I also like to write out the vision. Mm. So what I would do with a relationship is I'd write out the things that you want and really focus on how you want to feel like that's mm. the most important part. Even when you're trying to manifest money, mm. like, what does it actually feel like having 10K per month? What is it like? Write out the feelings, things like that. So write out the relationship, the feelings, and then go on your voice memos and record it. Mm. As have it. So I'm so happy. My dream person is here, blah, 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 whatever. Commit and be specific, okay? Like committed to me in a monogamous relationship if that's what you want. Because if not, you're going to have who knows what the world will throw at you, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then record it and then listen to it Mm. all the time Mm. because your unconscious mind can't tell the difference between what's imagined and real Mm. real right we're like in a sims game anyways so (laughs) you know record it 
And then first thing in the morning and before bed, listen to this vision mm. and you can all the things that you want in it. And the reason why you want to do first thing in the morning and at night is because your mind is in theta brainwaves. So it's easily programmable. So it's the same mm. brainwaves as like deep hypnosis. Mm. Um, and let me tell you that everything that's been on my vivid vision has happened. Like I've had like people in my vision, like I'm going to work with this person. And I've had people like big people like Lori Harder, mm. all these people, Kayla Craft, things like that. Kayla Craft like DM'd me personally. She wanted me on her team. Lori Harder, I was in San Diego alone in a hallway with her and her husband having a conversation with her. It's like, it's all, it all came to life. So like mm-hmm. write down the video, listen to it all the time. It'll mm-hmm. happen. Interesting. So now I'm curious, like, there's you know we have our goals where it's like let's say six months from now a year from now i want to be where it is and then you know actually for example like i'll just make it personal so aware alpha is like a, also a clothing line right uh there's like different aspects to the brand uh my intentions are that not intentions like i'm actually doing the steps for it we're in our second year that a firm a private firm pays a billion dollars for aware alpha by the time i'm 40 i'm 32 right now right so but that's like the long-term vision, right? Um, yeah. But right now, like this year, we're looking to do a million dollars in revenue and then it's just continue to grow, hire people, all the stuff like that. So like, I, what would you suggest that I would do here? Would I be setting that new, like when I'm 40 or whatever, like private firm pays a billion dollars for Aware Alpha and then focus on how that feels and then start to write those feelings and all those things? Or do you think that's too far out? No. So like, and we, I do the exact same thing because I have similar big visions, right? So I always have, I have two, I always have two going. Yeah. So I have like one voice memo. That's like the really big vision. Mm. Um, and I'll listen to that. And then I always have a smaller vision, which is probably like one or two months away. Oh. Right. And I think it's important to have that, right? Like we're talking about that masculine decisive mm-hmm. energy. So it's like, you, you know where you're going, right? Mm-hmm. So have that vision and then we're we're going backwards now not everyone agrees with this method but i think mm. that it's the most like logical thing so yeah mm-hmm. i would have to you know have smaller steps mm-hmm. your q like you know q3 or q4 goals and you're listening yeah. to that and you stick to it mm. and then have the vision too because again you may have this in your mind that it's going to be by the time you're 40 for all you know it's going to be when you're 36 or 35 yeah. right mm. I would say don't even have the age or when it is. Okay. Just okay. say like as you have it now, just like our company does this, billion, mm. all these things. Mm. Just allow it to happen whenever it's meant to. Yes. And you know, something I just uh, took a lot away from this is that focus on the feelings. Uh, even though I do focus on the feelings when I, you know, visualize and I sit and like how this feels and how, you know, people praising me, you know, parents telling me how good I did. And, but I, I never actually did as much f- focus on the feelings. And like, I'm excited to kind of just do, because this weekend I have like this time for myself where I'm just replanning and doing a bunch of stuff. So like, I'm going to probably focus on that, like focus on a couple of things on the, the feelings because yeah, like I could say, like someone could say, I want 20 K a month. But, and then you start to focus on the feelings and then you realize that shit, 20 K months, there'll be like, it would cause this work, cause these lots of calls and lots of this. And then you're like, damn, I actually don't like the way that feels. Right. So yeah. I think it just, be, it, it helps you become more clear 
on what is it that you really are desiring and or on what you think you're desiring, right? Uh, it's also like the only way to manifest, right? So like <clears throat> your feelings are so powerful. Everything stems from the feeling, right? So again, mm. your thoughts create the feelings. So Dr. Joe Dispenza, Neville Goddard, all of, uh, Bob Proctor, all of these teachers who understand reality creation, mm. you have to feel it as though it's already real. That's how you trick your unconscious mind. And that's how you pull it to you. And I keep getting this thing in my Gosh, I'm sorry. That's all good. Kelsey is sharing the best information ever. She can't even handle it. She's. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like you have to, again, like your, your heart like has an electromagnetic frequency of six feet. Find mm. one inch. We're like, we're like, we're caught, like you're an antenna. You're like calling, pulling things to you. Right. Mm, so it's I, like. Yes. And you have to be a vibrational match to the thing. So for example, this company that mm. does billion dollars, okay? Yeah. It's it's vibrating and it already exists. There's no yeah. past, there's there, everything exists now. So it's here mm. energetically. And yeah. it's vibrating at a certain frequency. Mm. And it's gonna, you're gonna feel a certain way yeah. to have that. Okay. Mm. The way that you pull it to you and draw it to you is by feeling what you'd feel in that moment yeah you, you you're just trying to become a match to the things that are meant for you so again that relationship like guys girls whoever if you're like calling in your your counterpart your partner mm. i'm you and like god's all like i'm single i get it god's always telling me like feel the way you'd feel without it mm. too right like we're here to be the fullest completion of all like we're not meant to need anything outside of us. So it's like, oh, yeah. you want to be a millionaire? Feel the way you'd feel as a millionaire without it. Don't even need it. Oh, watch it come to you. Yeah. You know, right? Instead of that weird needy energy where you're like, I need this person or whatever. It's like, mm -hmm. that's like, but if you like literally embody it and feel, and I, that word embody is so overused, but it really just means if you like feel it as though it's already real, it's already yours, mm. it's going to alignment with you, right? Yeah. That's amazing. You know, it's very interesting because when it comes to a partner, I have been like, so I've been, I've been manifesting a partner, but at the same time, just the process of manifesting, it's been a, a very eye-opening experience for me because of what I thought I wanted and what I really want. It's been interesting because, and so for example, the last probably six months or so where I'm like, wow, like I feel very ready for a partner. And I'm like doing this work of, you know, like manifesting it. But at the same time, hanging out with different women has actually opened me up where I wasn't as clear on who I thought I wanted, right? And I'm learning, I'm learning, you know, like, it's just interesting. It's a process. And I think what you're just sharing with me is that that's why you want to sit and take the time to find out what you truly want. And you can do that through the feelings, right? Like, so it's like, if I'm manifesting a partner, what am I looking for? Like, it's like, what am I, you know, what feelings do I want from this? You know, what feelings am I in search of? And I'm also, I'm very big on, you know, like becoming from a, a healthy place in a sense of, so it's like, if I, if I realize like somebody's listening to this podcast, they're like, wow, I'm, you know, manifesting a partner as well because I want to be loved. Well, 
um, I always say it. I'm like, are you loving yourself on how you want that the person that you're manifesting that love you, right? So me, like I've done the work. I'm, you know, I, I'm fully just happy with myself. I was telling this to my sister recently. I'm like, I am my soul's mate. You know, like I have just, I feel so happy with myself and I'm just at a point in my life where I'm just ready to build this empire with someone else, somebody else that can match this and kind of go through the process. Right. And yeah, just listen to this. I'm like, wow. Like after this, I'm like, I'm just going to like think about that more because, you know, like as I look, focus on the feelings, I might think that, Oh, I want a woman that can like cook for me and like play the feminine. But then I'm like, no, I can cook. I do all that stuff anyways already. So I'm like, so, and in the last six months, I have become very clear because I had met some women that were really not as, you know, in the last probably year or so where like, they're not as ambitious or driven, let's say, to want to make a lot of money. And, yeah. and then when I, when I kind of experienced those things, I'm like, oh, wow, like I no, I actually want somebody to be ambitious and driven. I want to make a lot of money, you know, because yeah. that matches my energy on what I want things to happen right now and they don't have yeah. to be pulling their masculine but as long as they are on the vision like they know what they want right yeah they're okay with this five-year ten-year goal and they're willing to go through with it right um yeah. so people listen to the podcast right and there's transformations all these things that can happen right but i feel like a lot of people are not aware on what self-growth looks like like, you know, like, let's say like I, I, I'm at 1K a month and I get to 10K a month. I am at a job I don't like and I get to this business that I'm doing and it's amazing. And that self-growth process, right? It's actually not fun. Like it's, it's like, right? So I'm just curious, like you, I want you to answer the question, like what do you, what like self-growth, what does that process look like to go from, you know, zero to nothing from single to happy in a relationship? Like, what does that look like in your thoughts or in your opinion? Well, like if I'm being super honest, it looks like me crying in my car on my way home before hopping on this podcast today, right? Yeah. Like that's the reality. And I actually like, took a photo of it because I'm like, I'm going to post this. Yeah. Um, it's, it's not easy. And it's like, because we need to really understand. And this is what like we need, people need to understand that your inner world creates your outer world, right? And you know, I know like on Instagram, I go super deep in this stuff. Like it really is like, your inner architecture, everything going on internally is just projected. It's, it's you pushed out. Everything you're experiencing in the world is you, Yeah. right? So what you don't like, what you do like, it's all you. You know yeah. what I mean? So you're, you know, and I'm, I'm moving today after this into the suite beside me because it's more renovated and it's nicer, okay? Mm. Let's use that as an example. So my current reality is this one, or right now I'm in between worlds, right? Because I'm yeah. kind of in that. But so... My current reality is this one. It looks a certain way. Yeah. Okay. Something had to shift inside me mm. for me to match to a better, more renovated apartment. Yeah. yeah. Right. The same way. If you are making $1,000 in your business, mm. the version of you that makes $10,000. So your external reality is different. It mm. means that you want inner growth to get there. Mm. So you have to become, like we said, a vibrational match to the $10,000 or to the company or for me to that apartment right beside me. I had to become a vibrational match, which means that you need to let go of all of the things that are not at that vibration. So that's like the, the unworthiness, the not good enough, the, the limiting beliefs, the, the bad habits, the, the toxic friends, the staying up late, the watching too much TV, all the things 
that are keeping you from that. So it's not an easy process. And what I find happens for me is that mm. like <clears throat> every new level, new devil, but so right now our company is growing like crazy and it's been so intense <laughs> and it's because, and I like the word God, but God, universe, whatever you want mm. is making me see all of the things that are standing in the way of what God is trying to make happen. So it's not pretty because you're coming face to face with your shit. You're coming face to face with your, with your bad habits, with Mm -hmm. where you're out of alignment, where you're out of integrity, where you're not showing up, where you're wasting time, where your, where your sales sucks, where your marketing needs to get better, where, you know, you're coming face to face with everything that is ultimately not up to par. And Mm -hmm. I don't want to, I want to be very careful with the words that I use, but it's just not a match for the thing that you want. So Mm -hmm. yeah, it's not, and this is why most people don't do these things right no it's so true did, yeah did i hear you say every le- every new level is a devil new devil new level new devil uh-huh. what do you mean exactly by that i like that yeah it's like so for me like and i always teach like so we run a, we have a school in our company and i always i love the archetype like the archetypes of god and the devil because they're just really easy for us to conceptualize right mm-hmm. like light dark good evil god devil whatever yeah. and i opposition and enemy a lot and so it's like every single time you get to this new level mm. there's multiple things that happen and i call it opposition but there's something either pulling you back mm. okay, so let's say easy example you guys decide someone's listening and they decided to start their own business mm. and um you're like you've committed like the night before you committed but you're still working at your old job mm. the next day you're gonna go to work all of your coworkers are gonna be like yo we're going out for drinks blah 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 but you've committed to like studying your copywriting or doing your thing after work mm. and they're all gonna kind of hound you and then on top of it they're gonna start oh you really think that you're gonna manage to build an e-commerce business with this like recession that's coming blah blah and they're gonna start you need to know that's the devil that's the opposition Mm -hmm. and just ignore it and it's trying to it's trying to bring you back to your comfort zone and it's fears and doubts and things like that so you need to know oh there's like i'm hitting a new level there's the devil Mm. let and then keep going and it's gonna happen every single time Mm, i love that that's that's really good stuff um uh so right now you're building this company you know single mom doing all these things right and yeah. living in Mexico, what would you say like to the people that are living in this world right now that are listening to this podcast that are looking for a transformation, right? That, especially since you work with women and a lot of the listeners are women on my podcast as well. What are three things that they can do or even actually just one thing they can do to have a level up here next year or even in the next six months? Like what are some things, especially, of course, I, I don't really talk much about, you know, like the, the current economic, you know, stuff that's happening, but like, obviously we're, there's a recession coming and you got to be prepared for stuff like this. Right. But yeah. yeah, what's one thing that you would suggest for people to do to just be just ready and not sink in the next recession coming up and just, and of course, I feel like just life is a recession. You know, I feel like it's always just testing you. It's always you know, especially if you're leveling up, especially if you're trying to have a transformation, right? Uh, if yeah. you, especially if you are somebody that has a growth mindset, because there's always a new level when you're growing, right? The, it, yeah. I've been working out, like I'm right now I'm getting stronger every day. And then like 
But every day I don't want to go to the gym. Every morning I wake up, my bed is the devil. You know, my pillow is the devil. It's like, hey, just, just stay here a little longer, you know? Yeah. So what are your thoughts on, you know, what are some things people can do to have a massive transformation and level up in their lives? Yeah. And it's like, it sounds super. So A, I just want to say like, I don't believe in living our life in fear or anything. I truly mm -hmm. think that like recession, new Instagram algorithm, mm -hmm. markets becoming saturated, blah, blah, blah. Again, these are all just the opposition coming to mess with you and all they're doing is weeding out the, the weaker ones ultimately, because anyone who's listening, that means that you're like Muhammad and I, and we're growth, growth oriented. So it's like, Oh, cool. Instagram algorithm changed. I need to actually step up my social media skills and get better. Yeah. And those who do that end up being at the top. So same thing with the recession. There are people who thrive in the recession. Why? Because they're like, I'm going to utilize this and make this do the best from it and become better rather mm. than being Oh no, you know what I mean? Victim, yeah. don't do that. Just keep building. But for anyone who's listening, I know this is so cheesy, but it's like actually connect with yourself. Like mm. connect with yourself. Ask yourself, are you happy? Do you like the job that you're in? Do you like the relationship that you're in? Mm. Are you actually living in alignment with your highest, deepest truth? Yes or no? Because mm -hmm. it's like, if you have that, like I truly believe if you're in alignment with the deepest part inside of you, whether it's, your soul, God, universe, whatever you want to call that deepest thing mm. inside of you, that thing is always taking care of you. Mm. And the only times that you're not being taken care of is when you're like, you've decided that you're going to go and do your own things outside yeah. of a life like this, right? Mm. But it's like, if you're in a job that you hate, and right now you're listening to this and maybe you're driving, and you're like, oh man, like I hate my job. What am I doing? Mm. Follow me, follow Muhammad, keep listening to the podcast start doing something in alignment. And then I swear the minute that you're in alignment with yourself, you're taken care of all the time. Mm -hmm. oh. So it's like, connect with yourself, do the mirror work. Yeah. Um, you know, look in the mirror, talk to yourself, ask yourself, am I happy? Do I love myself? What needs to change in my life right now? Mm -hmm. And then really do it as scary as it is, you know, mm -hmm. maybe it is a job, maybe it is starting the podcast. Maybe it is leaving the guy who just plays video games all day. Yeah. <laughs> probably is that yeah. <laughs> like, so, do thing. <laughs> i just thought of a saying my mentor used to say it's like if you go to a girl's house and she doesn't have a book stand just leave <laughs> so i feel like it's the same thing girls if you're listening if you go to his house and there's no book stand and there's a ps5 just leave <laughs> especially if you're like over 28 just go yeah you exactly. know yeah that's amazing yeah so just connect with yourself and live true to yourself and you will be taken care of you know mm, i love that you mentioned mirror talk right and this kind of going to go into i want to have a couple of um a little bit like talk about this because you did neurolinguistic programming right um just first of all just say a little about that like what is that you know in your thoughts and just because i'm not i'm i've never done it but it's interesting a lot of people that meet me uh, close friends that like like you have done neurolinguistic programming the way you talk the way you do things the way you communicate and all that so I've always been looked at as someone who does it or has done the certifications but I've never actually gone through the, the program and stuff like that but I'm curious yeah I'm curious to hear your thoughts on it and then we're gonna yeah. like I'll have a couple questions about that well you probably studied or were like mentored by people who do know 
it because it is language. Like, for example, it's like, I'm not going to say on my, if I'm selling something, I'm not going to say, if you sign up mm. and I'll, when you sign up, this is what's going to happen. Right. Mm-hmm. Or, and I know men who know NLP and they say, when you say yes to going on a date with me and you're like, okay, guess, you know what I mean? It works. Like, because, like confident. It's like, when, right. You can yeah. do that. Mahalo. You're looking for a lady. Just be like, oh, one route for dinner next Friday. <laughs> yeah. And this is how it's going to go down. Gonna, <laughs> I'm there. <laughs> so, you know, it's all language, right? So linguistic, um, it's language and it's it's utilizing the unconscious mind. Now I developed my own life coaching technique, which is from NLP and quantum healing and physics and things like that, because I feel like there needs to be multiple layers. But mm. NLP is really just understanding the language of the mind and tapping into the unconscious mind. And the unconscious mind, we can think of like the conscious mind is the tip of the iceberg and the unconscious mind and everything un- underneath. So it's mm. your unconscious mind is responsible for 90 to 99% of your thoughts, actions, habits, behaviors. So that's mm. the majority of your life is done unconsciously on autopilot. So utilizing NLP is kind of, again, you're swimming under the surface and mm. it can be really powerful in sales and things like that. It can also be used for a lot of manipulation. So like mm. Obama paid, 25,000 to have a neurolinguistic programmer write his speech mm. and they utilize different language so that everyone heard what they wanted to hear, which remember I told you the unconscious mind hears what it wants to hear. Yeah. So they utilize language. So when they interviewed everybody afterwards, everyone was like, Oh, and Obama said he would do this. And Obama said this, and Obama said he would take care of this, but he didn't say any of those things, mm. but it's because they utilize like the language that seeps beneath the conscious mind. So it's very powerful. Mm. Um, and it's part of the reason why I didn't want to certify people in NLP and why I wanted to kind of create my own thing. Cause mm. that's just people really get to know me. I, I can't be any un- under any institution. I need to create my own, but um, it's powerful for the unconscious mind. It is powerful techniques to completely just shift what's going on mm. or you um, use my method or work with my coaches and we mm-hmm. do the same. That's yeah. amazing. What would be a practical step that you could give that somebody's curious and they're like, wow, like I want to use neurolinguistic programming to, you know, change some thoughts that I have or change some limiting beliefs that I have. What would be like a small step, practical step that they can start to do, you know, today? So like, okay, let's say you're disorder. Somebody's disorganized. Yeah. You literally, start saying I used to be disorganized Mm. when I used to attract uh, emotionally unavailable men Mm. when I used to only make 10k per month your mind is like we only make 7k per month and you're like "Uh, when I used to only make 10 and it's like and so that your mind kind of goes like used to Mm. like what do you do and it doesn't understand so if you start saying things like that Mm. our language important we're like casting spells right so whatever you want to drop mm. if you don't like your organization or your swearing or whatever it is just i used to do this thing mm. it, five seconds ago i used to do it i don't do it anymore yeah. you know i said so again the conscious mind too so that's number one i used to do this thing mm. the other one your unconscious mind doesn't process negatives so mm. don't say like um, I'm not going to attract un- emotionally unavailable partners. Mm. Your mind heard, I'm going to attract emotionally unavailable, per- un- unavailable partners. Mm. Say what you- So in NLP, we learn like, um, 
if you're talking to a kid and you want them to keep their, their house, like their room clean, mm-hmm. you don't say, don't make a mess. Cause yeah. all they hear make a mess. You say, yeah. keep your mm-hmm. things like that. So you can utilize this with yourself, with your team, um, with your clients, right? So we say the things that we want and this just, again, manifestation. So mm. you're trying to, you're trying to make more money. You're trying to get more clients. You want that partner, things like that. Like mm. I'm like, I'm only aligned with an emotionally available partner. Mm. I'm only aligned with clients that are willing to pay premium prices. And we say mm. the things we want. Mm. I was just thinking, I was like, I, I'm going to start being like, when I used to be single. Uh... <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's actually awesome. Attracting Mm. like like high level partner, you know, like I attracted a high level partner. Mm -hmm. No, like that's super powerful. Because again, you're gonna go, huh? And then you're then you you start to become an alignment, and then next thing you know, you're bumping into her at the grocery store, and that's it. You know, yeah, she's in the same (laughs) eye and the fruits and vegetables aisle. I'm like, oh wow, perfect. (laughs) Yeah. You're gonna hear her saying the same thing when I used to be single. You guys are- <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Um, so you also mentioned something about mirror talk, right? Um, yeah. so a lot of people just think mirror talk is you know, just like sit in and look in a mirror and just have conversations as if you're talking to somebody else, right? Um, yeah, yeah tell me a little about mirror talk, like how, what kind of mirror talks that do you do? Um, and just, yeah, share that because I'm very, like, I do a lot of mirror talk myself, um, but I don't even just mirror. Like I just talk to myself all the time, you know, like there's the ego, the authentic self, the inner child. And I, like, I just have, I have like meetings with myself, you know, everybody's at different chairs and we're like, you know, how do you feel? What do you need the most from me right now? Are you good? You know, it's like having an executive meeting. Um, but tell me a little about mirror talk and like, how often do you use it? And and in what ways do you use it? Yeah. So like. For me, it's super deep because I teach this principle in our school of like Hieros Gamos, which is, I believe, like the highest path of like our spiritual ascension, which is union between masculine, feminine and inner child. So it's like full on like marriage between yourself and God and the external world. It's very powerful. Mm. So when you're looking and when you have this really deep understanding that I teach of the world, you understand that, again, everything is a reflection of you. So you're seeing yourself out in the world. So mm. you and I were in alignment. So I'm reflecting parts of you. You're reflecting parts of me mm. either that have been embodied or not yet embodied. Or if somebody triggers you, they're reflecting parts of you that you don't like about yourself. So it's all you, right? Mm. Um, so when you're doing mirror work, you're connecting with yourself on such a deep level, but you're also connecting with, again, that internal thing. So for me, people who are in, um, who know that they're here to have like a divine union. So like a sacred union, which means like you guys have been walking the earth since the beginning of time together. And you're here Mm -hmm. to like build a business or a family or something of new earth. And that could be you because I feel like I'm in one of those Mm -hmm. mirror work. So powerful because you're just connecting with yourself on such a deep level. Mm. You can't hide from yourself. You can't run from yourself. You know, I was telling a client yesterday, you look at yourself in the mirror and you ask yourself, hey, why haven't you moved past your divorce? Mm. You feel the answer and you can't run from it. You can't avoid it. You know, mm. you can look at yourself in the mirror and be like, tell me you love me. And you'll feel if it's a no. Mm-hmm. And then it's, why don't you love me? Oh, because back in 2006, you did blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah. okay, so now I need to forgive myself for that. Right. So mirror work is so powerful because you become your own 
coach, you become your own partner, your own lover, all the things, but you actually learn to fall in love with yourself. You also learn to dissolve the barriers of love within yourself, which are the barriers of love with another person, with your dreams, with everything. So the closer, when you come into union with yourself internally, you come into union with everything that is meant for you externally as well, because it's all you. So you want your dreams, you want your dream partner, you want to be aligned with all the things that are meant for you, just become in alignment with yourself mm. and mirror me is the number way to do that. And I would say at least do it at least once a week, you know, and it like you can sit with yourself, like have a big mirror and just sit in front of the mirror, just hang out with yourself. Maybe, you know, I have clients who can't even Sorry, someone was calling me. Can you hear me? Yeah, um, we're good. You cut off there a little bit, but now I can hear you. Okay. Um, I have clients who like can't even look at themselves. So I tell them like, hey, just sit. Um, just sit and connect with yourself, you know, mm-hmm. like just read a book, but with, with yourself, right? Like we want someone to be in a relationship with us, to live with us, to want to create intimacy with us. Mm-hmm. We don't even create that with ourselves, mm-hmm. right? Yes. So it's, it's big. I think it's really powerful. And this is when I said, connect with yourself, mm. do the mirror work. You will not leave the same person and living your life the same way. You can't. Cause once you come face to face with the truth, mm-hmm. you, it, it'll kill you to keep living in authentic, in authentic. How do you say that? <laughs> inauthentic, unauthentic. <laughs> yeah. Like I was trying to say inauthentically, but I said it doesn't work. <laughs> I don't know. I feel yeah, like at least you're, at least you're being authentic. That's good. <laughs> yeah. People are going to be DMing me. This is how you say it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, that's so cool. And it's so interesting. One of the thoughts that I just add was like, you said about like intimacy, you know, it's like, I'm looking for intimacy or people are looking for intimacy, but yet they're not even intimate with themselves, you know? So it's like, how do you yeah. expect to have this, you know, intimate uh, union partnership when you are not even intimate with yourself and that's something that for me has transitioned so much in the last year like I went from like I started to really you know prior to this I was doing a lot of the work but when I started to really embody my feminine energy and like I shared this before like I take baths and I spray like rose water and like just really embodying the feminine energy and also the same thing embodying the inner child and it's actually helped me be more masculine in, in, a, in a healthy way, you know, embody the masculine, right? Um, I'm curious, because you work with women, right? Like, mostly you work with women. I'm curious, what do women want from men these days? And especially for the man listening, right? Um, yeah. I feel like this would be a really cool question answered from a CEO that's a woman, and she works with women all the time. Um, what are, are some things that women want from a man in this day and age? Yeah, I think that that's a really great question. I love that you do connect with your inner feminine. It's so important. And I think that that is something that we want, right? Like nobody wants like a brute, again, nobody wants an emotionally unavailable man who can't Mm -hmm. communicate, can't even know that, like, you know, I I meet a lot of men who are very masculine, who have no desire for a relationship because they're so disconnected from their emotions. Yeah. And it's like, babe, like you are just like so far gone the other side. It's almost sad. Um, And yet you can tell that he wants that because he'll be serial dating or whatever. So it's like Mm -hmm. deep down, there's a part of him that really desires that connection. He just doesn't even know it. So we definitely, and who's 
connect enough to his emotions, but I think that women want a man who is decisive mm. um, and a leader. So when I am, you know, when I meet a man that I'm like, okay, I'm willing to like date him or go on, you know, I tell him very straight up. I'm like, I make decisions all the time. You make all of our decisions. Mm. So like I was dating a man for the past couple of months, uh, entrepreneur. And that's like, as an entrepreneur, I only really align with other entrepreneurs, but he knew like, he would tell me like, wear this type of clothes. Yeah. I'll see you. Yeah. I'd be like, where are we going? He'd be like, don't you worry about it. Mm-hmm. He would take us to the restaurant. He'd order the food. He knew exactly what I liked, exactly what I wanted to eat. He'd be like, she's having, like, we're having this and this and this. Mm-hmm. He'd take care of everything. Everything was taken care of. Um, if I had to go home, like he would pay for my taxi home. Like mm-hmm. I'm a woman who can take care of myself, but mm-hmm. um, so he provided, like he would yeah. take care of all meals, things like that. And I only align with men who are like they ball out, you know, and like yeah. who take care of me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that all women want that. We desire a man who can provide. And again, it doesn't need to be crazy, but um, most women want that. And most men want that as well. So providing um, the leadership, take mm-hmm. the lead, you know, surprise her, uh, mm-hmm. sexy, like tell, like, obviously know that she doesn't like shrimp and that she likes steak or whatever. Yeah. But then once you know her, you can totally be like, um, you know, like, can I order for the table? Like, yes, please. Like, please. Mm-hmm. I don't, I have decision fatigue. I don't want to order, yeah. you know? So that's amazing. And I think that a lot of women want to be nurtured. Right. And I believe the, the feminine nurtures the child and this is going on internally within ourselves as well, right? So the divine feminine nurtures the inner child. The divine masculine nurtures the divine feminine. Yes. Right? So I think that a lot of men nowadays, they think that being masculine means that they're just like, and that they don't know how to. Yeah, but it's like, no, buddy, you can still be very masculine and still nurture your woman. Like I've had like one man, I had a serious relationship with him and he would like dry me when I came out of the shower. <laughs> so sweet, you know? And it was like, he's like, you're my baby. <laughs> like you're just like, take and I was like, oh my gosh, like that's so beautiful. Like mm-hmm. you just like dry my hair. <laughs> like, yeah. it was so- and it was, I never knew that I liked that mm-hmm. or how nice that felt. But I think that women want to be treated like that, you know? Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Thank you for sharing that. And for the guys that are listening to this, you know, getting in touch with your emotions you know like how you do that is by spending time with yourself by figuring out what is it that you want what are why are some things triggering you you know why are these moments that you're angry and all these things and if you are craving emotional intimacy with the partner the only way to attract that is by first becoming intimate with yourself right and that's yeah. the stuff that kelsey shared with like you know uh, the mirror talk and all these things, just, this is how you figure that out. Right. The second thing is, uh, that she shares that I wanted to share from my kind of view is that make decisions, be precise, like make decisions, you know, take the lead. If there's a girl that you like, like walk up to her and, you know, and there is like a, a balance in this, right? Like you want to be polite, you want to have manners, but yet you want to be a King and walk around with King energy. Meaning that you, you see something that you like, you go for it. You know, you make the decision. If you have someone that you want to, there's a woman that you like, and you guys have been talking for a couple of days or so. And you're like, oh, I'm going to wait for her to. And I say this because in my early twenties, I was like this. I was like, oh, I'm going to wait for her to like suggest something, or I'm going to, you know, see if she likes me. And if she does this, no, like 
that's not how it works, especially an aware woman. Like if you like what you see, you pursue that, you know, and there's a difference between chasing and pursuing. And this, I think once you start to do the work, as you start to get intimate with yourself, you start to embody and be this person. So if there's a woman that you like, reach out to her. Hey, I feel like I want to take you on a date. How are you, you know, what are you doing Friday night? How do you feel about like be decisive and put these things out there, right? Um, yeah. That's amazing. We could probably charge for that piece of information. <laughs> all of your lives, it's so it's so valuable, and I and women love that. Like women want like their ass slapped and like put in their place. You know what I mean? They really do. Like the woman who is like super independent, with like the kind of beta male sitting on the couch, things like that. Yeah. She, that woman, you know, if she does have an affair, she's having an affair with the man who's like kind of a little bit more like boom boom king energy yeah in the way that if he's having an affair he's having an affair with a woman who's much softer mm-hmm. it's not that either of them wanted other people yeah. it's that they're off balance she yeah. just needed that like if you're in a relationship right now and your woman is super masculine mm-hmm. understand the reason she's super masculine is because she doesn't fully trust that you can step into that role yet yeah so the way that often as you become more and more masculine then she'll have to come become more feminine um and she will learn to become more feminine so it's like a lot of those women when they're you know i know we've seen these women as not right either but she's almost like belittling her man and things like that it's almost like she's like unconsciously trying to get like wake him up you mm-hmm. know and it's like wake up like put her in her place put your foot down say mm-hmm. like that's it and then exactly. grab her and <laughs> do what you guys got to do like yeah and i just want to add to this because like men do want our women to surround her and let's say if you're a man listening to this and you're like wow like i would love to like like my woman enjoy when i slap her ass when i you know just pretty much like be more masculine and some of the small steps that i will share on a practical level is that if you are feeling this in your relationship right now where she's more masculine she's leading she's more like you know And she's probably not happy doing this either. So how you can start on a practical level start to do this is by, if you guys live together, take out the garbage, you know, plan a date for next week and say, hey, babe, I'm taking you out. Can you wear this dress and make sure you're ready for this time? You know, small little things, right? You start just start to build habits for your own self. If you don't work out right now, like, yeah, babe, I just, I'm going to start working out and actually start it, you know, start things and show like, Say things and do those things that you said you're going to do. And that builds integrity for yourself and this woman. And yeah. watch, before you know it, she will start to surround her to you. And then you can continue to take the lead, right? Uh, I don't totally. know if you want to add to that. Like, do you feel it? No, like. No, that was all perfect. That was so good, you know? And it's like, obviously, we're consciously communicating, right? So we're telling her like, hey, I'm going to be in the lead. Mm-hmm. This is what place you know so that you can surrender and soften and feel good and safe and happy because no woman wants to be in that role even though she may act like she does trust me deep down that little girl inside of her is crying and begging for someone to just step up and be the father lover brother all the things that she never had you know yeah she wants to step out of the shower and you're ready with a towel and you're ready to dry her (laughs) i'm i'm going to do that just so you know like that that is I used to be single, <laughs> but like that is definitely happening because from my experience, women that I have been with, oh yeah, I just, there's no way they wouldn't enjoy that. Like it would be funny too. Like we would just be like, you know, like I'll yeah. probably 
cradle after, you know, like my baby, yeah. <laughs> right? So no, yeah. I, I actually, that's that's a good one. Like I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. taking that to the top here. Um, Kelsey, it's been amazing. I am, I love this conversation from the start. Uh, you shared a lot of good uh, information as well. I'm sure the listeners are gonna love it. Uh, it's 11:11 here too. The timing is perfect. Um, before we finish off this podcast, please let everybody know where they can find you. I will enter your details in the section for the podcast so they can find you. They can connect with you. They can follow you, and if they have any questions, they can uh, give you a quick message. Beautiful. Yeah. Please DM me. I'm always hanging out on Instagram. Um, so my Instagram is it's Kelsey Sophia. Yeah. And we have the newfeminine.co. So those are the places that you can find us. Um, it's not always me on the new feminine page. I have a team member who runs that. But um, yeah, message me on if it's Kelsey Sophia. Please, you know, share this, tag us. This was such a great conversation. Thank you so much, Mohammed. I'm so happy that you used to be single and you found your life partner. <laughs> this was really fun. Awesome. I'm glad that you enjoyed it as well. And thank you so much. And as we finish off the podcast, I would like to set some intentions for the listeners. And, you know, my intentions are for you to fully start living, you know, this life. We only get one chance at it. So if you're not happy with your job, you're not happy with your relationship, if you have doubts even about the job, the relationship, your income, just, you know, cut it, cut the cords and go for what is it that your heart truly desires. My intentions are for you to truly actually get in touch with your body and your heart because there's so much wisdom and awareness and understanding that can come when we can cut the destructions of the mind and just, just get into the body. And lastly, my intentions are for you to, you know, discover the power of gratitude and feeling good all the time. You know, there is so much magic that can happen in your life when you start to feel good internally, just feel good. Everything is no problem. Okay. There's a sim the symbol in the Chinese for crisis and opportunity are the same symbol, which means that whenever there's crisis, there's opportunity. So my intentions are for you to truly, truly discover your powers and implement and practice a lot of these things that we shared even on the podcast. And lastly, until next time, stay an aware alpha.